You're listening to the Fit Me Forever podcast, episode number 42. Welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Noel. Together, we are the OmniFit. Hey, ladies. Welcome back to the podcast. We're on part two of our Framework of Change series, and we're excited to dig in with you guys and finish what we started. Are you training hard but not seeing the results that you so desperately want to see? Stop spinning your wheels, girlfriend. We've created a free guide to help you understand why you're not seeing results and tell you what you can do about it. Just visit theomnifit.com slash results, or you can click on the training hard but not seeing results link directly from the show notes. How are you ladies? Good. Doing good. Yeah. Fun to be back. Wonderful. Well, we're excited to dig in and um, finish what we started for the framework of change. Kayla, do you want to name all of the components that make up the framework of change? Yeah, picking up where we left off. um, In part one, we covered awareness, acceptance, and taking responsibility. And in today's podcast, we're going to be covering take action and reinforcement and kind of what that means. Um, We touched a little bit on taking action in our last podcast and what a lot of people do is once they become aware that a change needs to be made, once that light bulb kind of comes off, they jump right into taking action. You know, they buy the program, they get on a budget, they do whatever they need to do to start moving towards reaching that goal that they have. Um, But what happens in most cases is that they find themselves several months Uh, maybe even years later, and not a lot of change actually occurred. And a huge reason why is because they're skipping, you know, those stages two and three of accepting where you were, what got you there, taking responsibility for it, and kind of making a plan to prepare into taking action. So we just want to spend a little bit of time today talking about taking action. What does it mean outside of, I mean, just doing it? I think that there is the idea of take, obviously taking action is, you know, putting the rubber to the road and actually doing something. But when you think about taking action, there's really a couple of components to action. And that is, you know, gathering the resources or obtaining the skills that you need in order to um, perpetuate that action in a consistent way. And then it's also like understanding goal types. And then how do you link Um, you know, small actions to the greater um, goal or whatever it is that you're kind of focusing on. So let's kind of dig into those, those three parts of taking action, and then learning how to practice. Mm -hmm. Really, it's all about practice. It really is. You know, when you're talking about obtaining skills, what we like to remind you guys and our clients about is you have a lot of skills in your arsenal already. And so it's really important to kind of take an inventory of what you already know that works and kind of going back to those fundamentals that, that do work for you. So in the framework of like fitness and the framework of being overall healthy, 
Um, you know, we talked about our core four a couple podcasts ago. We spent two episodes talking about our core four. And it's really important to kind of go back through those things of um, mindset, simple nutrition, movement, and community, and think about the skills that you already have within that foundational structure um, that you want to start doing regularly in terms of taking action. Um, try things. Notice what works, what doesn't work, <laughs> um, and kind of take an inventory of those things. Right, right. And I love that, Jody, what you said too. It's all about practice. And, and I love how the practice is the consistency that yields the results. And I think that's, that's a large portion of that. But I think what, what do you guys think about this? Basically, when it comes to making changes in these, in these women taking action with obtaining skills, like you were saying, it's, that's where something quickly can, can get off the route is when they're not confident of what skills to obtain or what is the right one when there really is no right one. It's just trying something and seeing if it works for you. And if you can stick to it, I think that's the biggest thing. And that's where we can go into small details of being able to make those changes daily. So it adds up to that, that consistency. Yeah. I, I so know. just asking yourself, what is the, uh, sorry, what's a, sorry, oh, the little mic fell off in that, in that place. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We, we do that sometimes. Um, you know, one of the things about taking action is not becoming overzealous in what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where people struggle with consistency is they're trying to do too much rather than begin to put those simple things, some simple nutrition in place, some simple movement, um, and then surrounding themselves, you know, with people that can help them kind of keep that in the mode of simple rather than it getting too complicated, right? Mm -hmm. No, that's a, that's a really great point. Yeah. Um, when it comes to those simple practices, deciding when something doesn't work many times, especially if, if you're just kind of the average person, this is not an expertise. You just don't give it long enough, but I know that that's not intentional. I mean, if someone were to tell me that, um, it's going to take X period of time to see a result that I'm going to wait X period of time. And, and a lot of times we just assume that it shouldn't take as long as it does. And so that's when it really is um, beneficial and advantageous for you to put yourself in an environment where people can be an expert in that field. And whether that is listening to podcasts to better understand and obtain those skill sets and, and know that, that time frame, um, or if it's with friends in a community to where you know, they can help you decide like, no, hang in there, try a little bit longer. Um, one of the biggest, biggest mistakes is um, jumping from thing to thing, thinking that something isn't working when really you just didn't give it, give it long enough to, to work because almost anything does move the needle in some fashion. Um, and then you can refine it and retune it just a little bit rather than changing it completely. Um, and that's when kind of, if you go back and listen to the, the core four podcasts, um, we really do talk about some of the basis of each one of those fundamental foundation things, you know, whether it's uh, mindset, simple nutrition, there's just some basic practices that you can do that will get you moving in the right direction before it really needs refining. Um, especially if you're just getting back to, you know, getting started. Yeah. I, I love to, um, Kayla, how you mentioned about with obtaining skills to take an inventory because, you know, we often talk about having the right tools in the toolbox to be able to accomplish 
you know, what it is that what it is that you want to eventually accomplish. And um, it's really important as we're going through that inventory that we understand the goal types. And there's a couple of different types of goal types, um, behavior versus outcome, um, avoid versus approach, and performance versus mastery. And just to kind of break those down a little bit, behavior versus outcome goals, when we talk about consistency or the thing that we hear clients say over and over again is, I struggle with consistency. I can't, I, I can't be consistent. And why, why am I not consistent? And so it is looking at that inventory of what skills you have and then asking yourself, are you really focusing on an outcome goal? Or are you dialing that back to its simplest form, which is a behavior goal? This week, I want to eat dinner at 5 p.m. I don't know, for whatever reason. That very, very, behavior goals are very, very specific. And outcome goals are achieved, the bigger outcome goals are achieved through series and consistent behavioral goals over time. So ask yourself, you know, is your, is your goal... Is it a behavior goal or an outcome goal? Losing 50 pounds is not a behavior goal. It's an outcome goal. A behavior goal is what are the steps that have to occur consistently to um, equal that outcome? Mm-hmm. Um, what other um, types of goal types when you come to mind when you guys think of that? No, I think that's, that's really great um, in terms of behavior and outcome. Just for other examples of when the outcome goal may be that I want to fit in X pair of jeans or I want to you know, lose so much weight, it's really important to hone in on which behaviors will help you do that. And when you might not be seeing the results that you're looking for, inventory the behavior, not the outcome. It doesn't mean you have to change your outcome goal, yes. but the only way you can influence the outcome is by modifying the behavior. And so for maybe four weeks, that is changing how much you're eating or it's changing how much water you're drinking or how much rest that you're getting, whatever it is that you're working on behavior wise, when you go to inventory and say, Hey, at a touch base two weeks, am I getting closer to my outcome goal or not? It's modifying the behavior to determine if you're moving closer to your goal. And sometimes people change their goal at the end. They change the outcome goal um, because they're, they, they can't identify if they're actually getting closer. Um, And being able to be objective on whether or not you are, because a lot of times our bodies, especially with losing weight, our bodies are going to talk to us, as we talked about in the last podcast, outside of scale weight and outside of even how your clothes are fitting in terms of internal um, biofeedback of how's your skin, how's your mood, um, how's your energy level. Those things are going to be the first things to change. So if you're early on, um, still kind of the beginning of 2019, as you guys are listening to this. Um, if you're early on and you have this outcome goal that you're working towards, look at those behaviors and just kind of take a note of saying, am I moving closer to that outcome goal in the form of bi- these different forms of biofeedback? Absolutely. Right. And I love, I love too that, that how you mentioned with, with the outcome goal is that's where you can also get a chance to focus on those expectations a little bit and adjust those as needed um, in the meantime. And then just looking at different at the different goal types, you can notice how if you just focus on the outcome, they all kind of tie with each other. Avoidance mm-hmm. and diet versus approach and lifestyle and the performance versus the mastery. So if 
we focus too much on the outcome, we can notice that it almost starts to become a performance and Mm -hmm. that it's all about avoiding something to get to that outcome sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. No, it's a really great point. And I think um, just for the listeners that like, I'm always really good with the visual of saying, if you're thinking about whether you're dieting or whether you're going to make this a lifestyle, again, still early on in the year, maybe you're following some sort of dieting approach to move closer to your outcome goal, right? So you've changed the behavior, how you're eating. If that's not maintainable, now you're several weeks in and you're feeling that tension of, can I do this forever? Instead of just throwing in the towel and saying, nothing works for me, making small modifications like maybe it isn't realistic to eat six times a day, but you could easily eat four times a day. What does that look like to be consistent, whether it's food preparation or, and avoiding that I can't have this, maybe I reintroduce, um, you know, fruits, sugar in the form of fruits, natural fruits, instead of saying no sugar at all. What does that look like for long term and getting that feedback? How do you feel about it? That's where you move from that avoidance and into more of a lifestyle approach to overall health. Um, just as an example to still maintain your outcome goal, but modifying that behavior just a little bit so that it's not so rigid or strict that you feel like you can't do it long term. Yeah, I think that's the key is when, when you have an avoidance mentality, it's a short term mentality as opposed to an approach mentality where it's long term. I am looking at fit me forever. I'm looking at what choice of am I making today that are going to be the sum and result of where I find myself, you know, tomorrow or six months from now or a year or five years from now, all of those things build up. Whereas some of those choices, um, I really believe like two, and we know, I don't just believe this. We know this. When you try to avoid something, your brain is going to tell you, you want it. 10 times more. I just fixate on it. You will fixate on it, right? I can't have this, this, this. But when you tell yourself, yes, I can, but I choose not to, that's flipping the script on the mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And when you just say, I I really am making a conscious choice not to want this, as opposed to telling myself I can't have it. There's a big, big difference in the eventual outcome of continual behavioral goals like that. And then too, um, the whole performance versus mastery thing, it's, am I, you know, it's like in the, in the gym, am I, I'm not, maybe I don't have a perfect performance today in the gym, but really what I'm concentrated on is I'm really, I'm focusing on form today and I may not lift as heavy. I might not have any PRs. I might not feel super great or whatever the situation is, but I'm looking at building on those skills for the future. Um, And so especially for people that are just starting out, it's okay to start small and, and focus on those little kind of performance things, whether it's with food preparation or, or trying different foods, whatever it is. Um, So you, you cook something and you blow it, you throw it in the garbage can and you're just one step closer when you try it again to, you know, I just need to dial back the time or the temperature or whatever. And, and maybe next time it's mastery. So again, giving yourself permission to practice and not be so wrapped up in everything being perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that really boils, <laughs> right, it really boils down to reminding yourself of your why 
So when you do have that tendency or that temptation to just, just forget this, I just, I can't even anymore. Why are you doing it in the first place? Like keep that at the forefront of your mind, kind of going back to when you did become aware of the need of change and you worked through, which is why this is, it's all, it's why it's cyclical and not linear. It's why you need to kind of go back and revisit and become accustomed to um, being in tune with the feelings that you're feeling as you're moving through this, because there's going to be different frustrations along the way, no matter where you are in your journey. And when it comes, it's so interesting how you mentioned that about the weight training. Weight training is so skillful. And when you think about sports, when you think about skiing or basketball or golf, you never think about being a professional after doing it for a month. But with weight training, and maybe it's because the mass part of society does go to the gym in some fashion, and so you just feel like you should be getting better, and it's the expectation you set in your mind. But redefining what makes you actually successful at doing something, whether it's cooking, whether it is weight training, preparing different forms of food and being efficient in doing it. I mean, when I first started meal prepping, it would take me so long. But then I got into this motion of how to set out the you know, Tupperware, what to cook on which day and how long it lasts in the fridge. And um, that became successful. But when you first start, you have to have this like kind of rocky road of figuring out what's going to work for you and your family, what foods you like to warm up and what you don't. And the same thing goes for the gym. When you go into the gym, um, women with upper body specifically, when you look at a rack of dumbbells, it usually goes up in increments of five. And so you might move really quick from five to 10 pounds, 10 to 15 pounds, but moving from 15 to 20 pounds, that can take several weeks and months. Moving from 20 to 25 pounds, like when you're shoulder pressing, I mean, you're talking months upon months. And so you can be working on this skill set for a long time and your body is going to tell you your weak points, the heavier that those weights get, because neurologically your brain has learned now the pathway of how to do the motion, but your muscle fiber hasn't actually caught up yet, yet in terms of strength. And so learning that helps you redefine whether or not you're successful or not, especially if you've just got back in the gym again and you're used to getting a PR every time you go into the gym, you do a little bit more weight, you do a few more reps. Well, when that day comes that you're not adding weight to the bar every single time you go in the gym, in your mind, you're going to feel like this is not successful. But in reality, if you're surrounded by community or listening to this podcast, you're going to learn that that is normal and that that skill needs to be developed. And as your muscle continues to develop, you will get stronger over time. I think too, like we talked about this on, on our membership onboarding call last night is more isn't always better, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's not, sometimes it's to our detriment right. and so like learning that and not trying to pile on too much at one time, um, you know, working on day-to-day -day performance, day-to-day -day behavioral goals to improve and get mastery. Like now Kayla, Taylor, you guys, when you're prepping food, there's some things you don't even think about when you press the button to cook rice on the rice cooker anymore. But the first time you did it, or like I just had this recently with the Instapot. Like I remember taking that thing out of the box going, oh, it sat on the counter for probably three months before I got brave enough to go, ah, you know, but now I'd pull it out and, you know, boom, press the button and you know, that particular thing is done. Mm -hmm. But at first, it's not like that. 
you know, everything is a little bit scary and a little bit new. And we know we go overload when we're trying to do too many new things at once. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage our listeners um, and ourselves, right, to just, it's okay just to, to zone in on, on one thing right now and just continue to add as you're ready. And it's okay to go at your pace. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. to set the pace. It is. And so what yes. happens right after you take action is there's this process of reinforcement, of practicing those skills, of honing in on those. Um, do you guys have some examples of how you've used that reinforcement, kind of recognizing that you're in that reinforcement stage and you've moved out of the earlier stages in the framework of change? That's a good question. That's challenging our, our memory. <laughs> but it's, it's also looking at it daily, just because I'm thinking of mostly the gym right now and just habits that have been habitual for so long mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I can even say, for example, with the gluten and dairy I avoid is just over time. It, I mean, I'm not perfect. Even now there's hidden foods with, with those ingredients that happen all the time, or if I want to go enjoy sushi and it has all those sauces on it, but there's a way to go around it, but I'm accepting that I want to enjoy it. But so there's, there's a place where I, I had to really learn and take baby steps on avoiding things, larger things that contain those ingredients, but I did one thing at a time. And in fact, I was just telling a client who I think would be a good option if she were to eliminate dairy for inflammation issues. And so um, looking at her diet, not saying, I think you should get rid of alcohol, gluten, and dairy, just saying she came to the realization herself that she's going to get rid of wine five days a week instead of all seven. And then saying, instead of having normal cheese at my lunch hour with my sandwich, I'm going to try dairy-free cheese. So I think just looking at those small, small changes that you can keep doing and reinforcing um, makes it easier to reinforce and then make more changes over time that are more um, noticeable. I think too, when you make one change at a time, you're better able to discern feedback. Because you don't have all these totally. competing things going on that you're trying to figure out, is it, is it this that's giving me, you know, the outcome I want? Or is it, was it this change? And then it avoids some confusion, too, um, when you can just focus on one thing. I, I think about reinforcement, and when I think about reinforcement, it's, as you mentioned, Taylor, habits. I don't even think about it anymore, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's, it becomes yep. an ingrained behavioral choice that is just, I just go, I, the motions occur without me having to expend any energy about it. And it kind of bumps me back to what we were talking about, simple nutrition. Mm-hmm. It's undemanding. Taylor, you, you're the one that kind of unfolded that for us. It's like, yes, it's un, simple nutrition is undemanding. And mm-hmm. as we continue to reinforce appropriate behaviors, these habits that are good habits become undemanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they really do. It boils down to exactly what you guys have said is your, the reinforcement component is taking note of the reward that you get from the behavior. And that reward begins to outweigh any of the maybe difficulty or the challenges to using the Instant Pot. Or I mean, the Instant Pot cooks rice so fast 
and I don't have to watch it, it was worth reading the booklet so many times to make sure that I really did only have to cook it for three minutes. <laughs> like, I really could walk away. Like, I mean, I was the first real? time I just stood there like, what's happening as it like pressurizes? <laughs> but like you said, what's now I pull it out. Happening? I just push the buttons like robotically and not even know, I'm not using brain power to think about what I'm doing when I'm, you know, doing the different things. But that reinforcement came from reminding myself of the reward. It's worth learning. It's worth practicing because the reward is good. And when that is reinforced over and over, whenever I hear the word reinforcement, I always talk, I always think about positive reinforcement in terms of discipline for our toddler right now, because he is definitely in that phase of, you know, touching everything and and looking for that boundary. And I've been able to see firsthand that positive reinforcement, he responds so much better to it than even a punishment. That if there's like a threat or a punishment of removal, that he doesn't respond quite as well to that as he does to the positive reinforcement of the good behavior. And so I think about that just in everyday life of as we're having this conversation of going that that positive behavior, when I remind myself of that reward, um, it's easier to repeat. And the next thing you know, you're doing it habitually. So another great reminder about that is when you're surrounded by other people that are also practicing those things. And Jody, you mentioned about our onboarding call um, that we had last night, and that's for our new Fit Me Forever membership. And so when you visit our website, you see it, the links are you know, down in the show notes. Um, this is a wonderful source of community and support to ask questions. If you are wondering, should I be changing this now? Should I wait? Um, should I have more patience? What should I be doing and taking action? We cover all of that in our membership, not to mention your training is provided for you. So that's one less thing that you have to think about in terms of training and nutrition recommendations. Um, so you kind of have that core four base, which is how we base our um, recommendations for the Fit Me Forever membership. And then you are surrounded by other women that are on the same journey, you know, just living life, trying to figure out how to remind ourselves of what's good and stop doing what's not good and not serving us. Right. We're stronger when we're together and building each other up and that accountability is everything. Totally. So that wraps up kind of our part one and part two of our framework of change, just to kind of wrap up really quick. Awareness is stage one. Stage two is acceptance. Stage three is taking responsibility. Stage four is taking action. Stage five is reinforcement. And just keep in mind that it's cyclical. You're going to repeat some cycles or you're going to repeat some stages. You're going to find yourself in some stages longer than others. Have to revisit them every time that there's a change in your life that um, you want to make and you become aware of. But we hope that this is just insightful and kind of opens your eyes to what you've already experienced looking back. And you're able to kind of plug yourself into where you might be in the process of a change for what you're kind of attacking in 2019. As I've said before, Fit Me Forever is about you. It truly is a state of being and not just another program to follow. If you haven't already, we would love to hear how you're using the tools and the strategies that we discuss on this podcast to maximize your results. It would mean so much to us for you to leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you guys next time.